Hi, and welcome to Mum's Figuring It Out. I'm Roxanne St. Clair, and I'm here with my partner in awesomeness, Joe Alexis. And we've got another special podcast for you, but I'm not going to steal her thunder. I'm going to let Joe tell you why this one's a special podcast. So, Joe, over to you, my dear. Thank you, Roxanne. And hello, everybody. And welcome to yet another episode of Mum's Figuring It Out. And yes, we have another special guest in the house today. We have the lovely Tendo. And um, I'm going to say no more. I'm going to let Tendo introduce herself. So Tendo, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. And yeah, thank you so much to Joe and Roxanne for inviting me. Uh, my name is Tendo. And I am from sunny South Africa. I grew up in a small mining town. Actually, I should call it a growing mining town. Um, I, I like to say, if you want to remember anything about where I come from, just remember that we mine diamonds in, in South Africa or in, 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 the, in, the, in the mining town that I come from called Musina. So as a child growing up, we were always taught that, you know, um <clears throat> diamonds are always in the rough but once they are polished you know they can become you know these beautiful things that we now you know see as things that we wear and yeah as a child you just grew up knowing that you know you were a diamond in the rough and one day you'd shine and stand on world stages and that has always been um something that stuck to me as a child growing up in that small town so i am a chartered accountant by profession um, I have worked in South Africa, the US, and I'm currently living in um, in the UK in Leeds with my husband. And I am an expectant mom, looking forward to the journey of <laughs> to the journey that is motherhood. Yes, <laughs> literally. Um, I think next week. Yes, next week um, we will start our finale, finale trimester. Yeah. So yeah. Really, really a bit anxious, but also excited, you know, mixed feelings, mixed feelings, yeah. Yeah, the fun's yet to come. <laughs> I hear, I hear. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for that lovely introduction. And um, can I ask, what are, your, what are your hobbies? What do you like to, what would you like to do in your spare time? So outside of taking walks, which started off as, you know, forceful walks that my husband, my husband is big on gym and walking and just being fit. Yeah, outside of um, walks that I've now found to love and because they allow me to really, you know, think through what I want to do, you know, get get in touch with self, get in touch with, you know, the things that are dear to my heart. Um, outside of that, I'm also very passionate about financial education, which is um, what I've been doing for the longest time, really, for the past five years. Ever since I started working, really, I've just been doing financial education from a personal perspective. And in the in the previous two years, I've I've, I've sort of decided to use my skills and use that knowledge and education to empower and equip other young people with um, the skill that I believe is a very critical life skill to have. Yeah. Wow, that sounds amazing, Tendo. And what I loved is when you mentioned about your walks and nature and how it allows you to be, it allows you to think, it clears that space, it gives, you know, 
And for us on a previous podcast, we spoke about intuition. So, you know, it opens up your ability to receive information and new ideas. And being in touch with nature is so important, I think, in particular in recent times when people have felt, probably felt the more pressures of life just through all the things that have been going on around the world. So I love that you've mentioned, you know, your walks and how you've learned to love going for walks. And that ties in, I think, beautifully with your passion, which you said is about financial education for self and for others, and in particular, young people. And can you share with us why it's important for people to have, you know, solid financial education from an early age? So, okay, so part of the work that I do, so I founded a financial education practice called Money Sense, right? And most of my my clients are uh, people who are a bit older, people who have been working, professionals who have been working for, let's say, five to 10 years. I even have a 60-year-old, for instance. And you find that the types of issues and problems that they are struggling with now, right, are just... It's, 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 they're not money problems. They are information problems. They are behavioral problems, which I feel like had they started much earlier, right? As, 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 as a student, for instance, before handling, you know, the sums of money that we, 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 we are exposed to when we do actually start working, that would have, that would have helped a lot in terms of how they manage or how they see money today. So definitely, the sooner the better because really if you think about if I think about my personal uh, my personal finance um, journey right because I've had the opportunity to basically sit back and ask myself a lot of questions you know as a coach and as someone who's also being coached to say okay what were my money classrooms like what did my money classroom look like and your money classroom is usually the home you grew up in this is where you developed Um, This is where you developed and formed your money habits. This is where you developed and formed your money beliefs and money attitudes, right? And that's where it starts, unfortunately, (laughs) whether those beliefs uh, or whether those behaviors were good or bad. So unfortunately, most of us come from homes where money was a no-go area, right? And it doesn't help that at school, it's not taught. You know, the most that you 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 will learn is how to, to run a budget for a large organization, which is what what I've been doing in my in my in my line of work, for instance. But um, from an early age, because these things, because money, Dave Ramsey actually puts it this way: money is has more to do with behavior. So eighty percent of, of of money decisions are behavior related, and the twenty percent is maths. Most of us can do maths. Most of us can count. Most of us know that. Something costs 100 rand and I have 100 rand and I use all of the 100 rand. I don't have anything left. That's logic, right? But a lot of us move beyond just using the 100 rand, moving, you know, moving from, okay, I've got 100 rand, but I want this 150 thing. So I'll, 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 I'll get debt, for instance, you know, to cover the, 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 the remainder. And that's a behavior thing. It's not a maths thing. And that's something that, that's something that needs to be developed I think the better or the sooner you develop it, the better, you know, and, 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 and I think this platform is, 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 is quite, is quite important because um, with moms, you are literally trusted, entrusted to steward 
you know, children from, you know, infancy <laughs> up until they become um, adults, up until they become adults that are working and running their own households. But there's a lot of things that your kids are able to pick up from this money classroom, from your home, from how you handle money, you know, whether you like it or not, you are teaching them, you are showing them how to do money. So yeah, the sooner, the better, I would say, yeah. That's my, my long and short answer <laughs> to that question. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. I like the fact that you call it a money classroom. It's a money it's, classroom, yes. Yeah, but, you know, I've never heard it called that before, but actually it, it just kind of creates that visual of, you know, the understanding of it starts, that's where it starts. It starts in the home and we, you know, and also it's kind of, um, you know, we've learned it from our parents and how we've grown up and then our parents were in that position to kind of change that story if that's what we need to do. So um, exactly. I, exactly. I, I love the way you've explained that. That's, that's really well explained. So thank you. Thank and, you. And just to give an example of, um, you know, this money classroom. So I grew up in a home with both parents for the first 13 years. Both my parents were teachers and then at 13, my, my, my dad passed, right? And my mom had single-handedly take care of us. So there's three girls and I'm the first. And I saw in those, um, in those years moving on to me, what, turning 18? So from 13 to 18, how she initially struggled now that um, she was the only breadwinner, right? How she initially struggled, but that struggle then she, it, didn't, it didn't end at, okay, we are struggling. She then extended herself to say, okay, what can I do outside of this menial pension that I'm getting from my late husband and my salary from the Department of Education? And I saw her, because as a teacher, you, you knock off at two o'clock, right? So two o'clock, she'd come back home, uh, make prepare the meals, help us with homework, fetch us from extramural activities, whatever the case is. But five o'clock or six o'clock would get into the car and we would um, start selling. We would sell um, cosmetic products. So your Justine's, your Everslane, and as well as kitchenware, Tupperware. I don't know if Tupperware is big in, mm-hmm. in the UK, but in South Africa, it's a big thing. Every home needs to have a Tupperware, <laughs> a Tupperware container of, of, of sort, you know? Yes. Yeah, it used to be big years ago. I is grew it? up in Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, Tupperware parties as well. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any Tupperware in this country. I'm just like, are you not serious about your kitchen? <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah. So then what that teaches you is, okay, you know, additional streams of income is, is important. You can't just say, um, I've got three kids. I only have one source of income and the tough, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. No, you need to, You need to step out and ask yourself, what are my talents? What are my gifts? What can I do with the extra time that I have to to start sourcing, you know, um, um, what do you call it, income elsewhere? Because the thing is, before she even started selling these things, we literally lived a paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. Like the only time you were allowed to talk about money was on the 22nd. That's when she gets paid on the 23rd, guys. It was as if it was it was it was as if nothing happened on the 22nd on the 22nd it was nice it was you know money came raining you could get your kentucky you could get your nando's if you wanted that's the day you got your pocket money allocation 
if it ran out throughout the month, you just knew. You, you couldn't even ask her. You just knew there is nothing. There is nothing. And, and that's a money classroom, right? That tells you that, okay, that teaches you that hmm, money is a scarce resource. <laughs> and then you move to, okay, now um, we're, selling, we're selling Tupperware. We're selling, um, uh, what do you call it, Justine products. And all of a sudden, um, if I was to say um, after the run, the, the, the selling run, if I was to say, oh, can we can we please get ice cream or can we please get KFC? Then it's not a, she's not even upset with you, you know, because ordinarily she would be upset with you. It's, she's not upset with you. She's just like, oh no, actually there is excess. There is, there is room for more. Then you move from money is a scarce resource to there is, there is room for abundance. There is room for more than enough. There is room for, for money to, 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 to actually be a tool that enables you to do life, actually, you know, and not something that really stresses you and, and strains everyone in the house. Because literally, if a money conversation was to come up before that time, I promise you the mood just changed. And I, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's, a great, that's a great environment or that's an inducive environment for, for kids to grow up and learn about money. That's not... That's not the view that I personally would want my kids to grow up with um, where money is concerned. Yeah. But what I think is really valuable that you mentioned, we mentioned about the feast and famine, but the other thing was about resourcefulness because your mum could have sat there and thought, well, I've got a good government job. I'm a mother of three children that I have to take care of, and this is what I do. But she was resourceful to the fact that she realized, well, look, I need to find another source of income to top up so that we're not living, you know, paycheck to paycheck or hand to mouth, as people like to say. Mm-hmm. And then given a bit more creativity, looking at, well, you know, what what have I got now that I can utilize that's going to enable me to get more? And it was time. You know, you mentioned that, you know, exactly. You it was time. time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She knocked off at 2 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, so the the thing is, for people that are listening to this podcast, I hope they pick up on that message in terms of you have choices, but you can be resourceful in order to have the things that you want. And that's what I heard you say when you were talking. That's what struck a chord for me, because sometimes people feel that what they've got is all they can have, and they get stuck in that because they can't see any other options, any other avenue for them to take. So, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you've shared your mom's story with us so yeah. that other people can learn that, find out what, you know, what other resources, what other skills you've got that you can put into play that will get you to where you want to be so that you can enjoy that abundant lifestyle. So that's brilliant. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. I think there were so many nuggets in there today, so thank you. But yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the going from um, scarcity and recognizing that there is abundance out there. Yes, yeah. yes, and, and that, we were not balling, you know. It was for for me, abundance was we're moving from. I only get to have KFC, and I'll make an example with KFC because yeah. it's, it's it's something that I think we can all understand. We um, so 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 for me, it's moving from I can only ask for KFC on the twenty on the twenty only on the twenty second to actually any day any day if I want KFC I can get it mm. yeah. yeah yeah and also you talked about the um uh, like our beliefs and our 
you know, our, our attitudes towards money and money conversation. And I think, again, that is something that's so important because I think different generations have different ways of dealing with that. And as you said, like as, us as mothers now realizing kind of, you know, understanding more about money and finance, you know, we can have those conversations with our children, whereas maybe with um, past generations, mm. it wasn't so much of a conversation. Um, but yeah, that money conversation is so important. And I think just between sort of, you know, parents and children, but in relationships between couples and, you know, people in the household, it's just so important to have those conversations, isn't it, around money? Definitely, definitely. So both um, myself and my husband are chartered accountants by profession. So money conversations, I think, come naturally or tools to use basically to manage money come naturally. But the the actual doing was very tough for us it was very tough for us so landing the message around okay babe we need to sit down we need to have a, a household budget we need to know that okay this is our household income this is what is allocated because we also believe that you know we work hard everyone needs to at least have a fraction of that household income that is solely theirs they don't have to account for it and then everything else then is a household expense that needs to be to be to be paid up right so i found that that really helped in terms of understand because a lot of a lot of families are run in silos like you just know that your your partner for instance maybe pays for the for the mortgage you pay for the car someone buys food so now then my question becomes what happens when when the inevitable like um you know covid happened like i i I lost my job, for instance, right? Because I was, I was, I was, I was doing a, I was on a secondment. I was doing a short-term um, contract because I was, I was trying to juggle work and the business, the the, the financial education um, practice. So I lost my job. So that income now is no longer is no longer in the pool. I actually cannot begin to imagine how it would have played out if we both didn't understand what our financial situation was. And also as someone who is not like contributing significantly towards the household income. I mean, I mean, I know, I know women, we like things, right? We want to do our hair, we want to do our nails. And, but most of us, for, for most of us, we don't even have a clue what's going on with finances in our homes. And I found that having a budget, having a clearly written out income and expenditure schedule helps to see that, oh, actually, I'd love to do my hair or I'd love to buy those clothes from, I don't know, Chanel, wherever you buy your clothes. But actually, there's no room for that. Um, I'd love for my husband to spoil me. But actually, like we literally up to here, we are we we are about to drown. We are literally a um, what do you call it? Credit card. Um, we literally credit card away. So I think having that 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 vision as 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 a family really helps and it also i'm 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 actually hoping that even when baby comes and they are old enough to understand we actually our vision is to actually include them in the conversations so that they learn that if for instance you want a ps5 right you understand that it must it must be factored into the budget does it make budget sense does it make sense and if it doesn't, okay, how can we break it down in 12 months installments, for instance? 
You get what I'm saying? And then that also teaches them the, the, the value of waiting, the value of, you don't, you know, the, the concept of money doesn't, um, what is it? Money doesn't grow on, on trees. I actually like it because if you think about, if you think about a tree growing and producing food, that takes time. And I actually think money does grow on trees, actually. <laughs> if you know what I mean, it takes time. So also what you're doing by having a budget and living it out as a unit is you are also teaching patients. You're teaching delayed gratification, which is a very, very good value and quality to have as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I love that. You're talking my language now. You know, but I can I can honestly hand on heart say that I'll probably go back where are we a good 13 years ago, my coach at the time had to give me a good shaking up because both hubby and I were working, bringing income in, but he brought in significantly more than I did. And I still had that mindset where I thought, well, he's bought it in. Although we just used the money together, I still used to see it as his money, even mm. though we're both mm. working towards the same goal. Because, and I think, I, I don't know if it was this thing that this false image of respect in that you've you've done it you've generated it so yeah I you know I'm happy for you to own it and my coach gave me asked me a few questions and then I realized that well hold on a minute he may be good at earning money but I'm the better one at managing money nice I had to learn to take ownership of all the money that came in the house (laughs) and be willing to say yeah it's our money and then managing it and he was so relieved that I was actually doing that because it was too much stress for him to actually manage it as well as generate it exactly but as you said it's a mindset thing it's a education thing you know where's the classroom that teaches you that once you're together you pull things and you work together to make it work yes and you know I think many people need to receive this lesson that you've just given because it then makes that money conversation healthy definitely definitely like now i i there's just no room for me to ask for random things that are just outside of the ambits of what we have what we can generate and uh, etc so it, it really it really helps when both parties know exactly what's happening in the in the household finances yeah and i mean another example <clears throat> that I have like um, just um, working on your case around you are the great manager, but he's the great generator. Um, so although we come together every month and we have a money, a money AGM with my husband, where we say, <laughs> where we say okay, this is how much came in from, 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 from my business. This is how much came in from, from his, his work. These are our expenses, da, 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 da. What what I've what I've what what I've noticed is again identifying strengths, right, and weaknesses. He's great at um, he's great at okay, I'll pay for the big things, like, and that's what he does, right. But then when it comes to to like groceries, things that need to happen on a weekly basis, right? I've all, I've, I've just said to him, okay, we're going to move this money from the main checking account, and we're going to move it to a smaller to 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 a savings account, right? Different, completely different card because here I've also learned that we don't even have to pay bank charges. Whereas where I come from in Africa, every bank that you bank with will charge you bank charges. So I can actually afford to have multiple cards. 
So that's the card we use for groceries, for, for leisure, for Ubers, whatever, whatever the case is, right? And every week I'm able to say, okay, actually we, we, have, we have underspent or we have overspent. So that means the following week, you know? So that way we're able to manage so that at the end of the day, we don't get to a place where, you know, um, you're, you're bowling, but actually you're bowling on credit because we, 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 we believe that really if we're going to, if we are going to be successful in our personal finance walk, we're going to have to live within our means, actually below. That's, that's, that's our goal. Our goal is to live below our means and to expand our, our means, to live to expand our means, you know. So very great lesson around identifying strengths and weaknesses. Like if we didn't have that secondary card that allowed us to, you know, go out, um, buy takeouts, dine out, go, um, I mean, use Ubers and stuff like that, I think um, would have really, really struggled with keeping keeping tabs, you know, on our, on our, on our household expenses. So yeah, another, another thing that I, that I learned that mm, if you give that card, if you give that orange card to my husband, <laughs> he's going to spend it. <laughs> we are going to dine away. <laughs> because the, because the big things are paid, right? There was the problem. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Can I can I just give a shout out to all the single mums out there, me being one of them, where you have to generate the cash and do the budgeting and do all of that as well. So <laughs> I just want to give a shout out there and recognise that because but no, you but to, no, but you're right. You because again, that. the buck stops with you. Yeah, and, you know, you're yeah. the pressures on your shoulders, and although okay, there's pressure whatever way you look at it, but when that's on your shoulders and you know who do you turn to if for example you've got more months than budget you know <laughs> <laughs> months than money you get resourceful yes. like you said earlier you get resourceful and you exactly. figure it out <laughs> exactly oh no i i i was raised by a single mom i respect single moms i think i think they are the superheroes man <laughs> like, they they, they but, really are the superheroes yeah but i also appreciate that you know two people just because two people are married or in a relationship doesn't mean that they're on the same page when it comes to finance you know mm -hmm. you may have one person who's a spender and one who's a saver and then how do you how do you balance that out and so i understand that that is also you know can be a bone of contention like how do you how do you manage that how do you navigate that because again going back to what we said about your money classroom if they both had very different money classrooms um and then you've got two people from different money classrooms coming together and having to figure out money and how to deal with it again that's a exactly. whole you know that's a whole other area isn't it definitely definitely and i think that's the the, the value of having coaches that are able to you know at least raise your level of awareness to say actually this is your personality. It differs significantly to your partner's personality. And how do we then marry the two? You get you, you get what I'm saying. So yeah, for like for instance, with my my husband, right? He loves gadgets. Like loves gadgets. <laughs> that's that's why I would even make an example with PS5, because we have a PS5 in my house. And I'm like, <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
but then again, it brings me back to we 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 decided, you know, upfront. Well, after having fights, obviously about um, no, but you can't buy, you can't buy, you can't keep buying gadgets when we don't have, I don't know, pots. I don't know, just just a just a general example, right? Then we decided no, because we all feel strongly about you know our incomes. Let's have a portion. Let's say ten percent of our income goes to personal stuff, anything that you want, you know. Then you can do whatever, buy a watch, buy whatever it is that you want and and i think that helped but then again it's it's an issue of always coming to the table if you're not going if you're not prepared to come to the table where finances are concerned then that just means that we are always going to have these issues every single month and you don't want to look like that you don't want to like, like what you all. just said there about knowing and acknowledging that there has to be a portion of your income that is for self and you spend on yourself yeah. be just from that principle of if you've worked hard and Joe and I are always talking about this if you've worked hard and you've achieved things how do you reward yourself mm. so having that portion that's for you is your way of saying you know well done you've done well this month and therefore you you know it's almost like it's that thing that gives you the energy it gives you the, the motivation and the encouragement to say well yes I'm not working just to pay the bills. I'm not working exactly. just to keep a roof over my head. I'm working to actually have a life. And part of that having a life is enjoying the things that I like and I can treat myself. So, exactly. and again, as you say, if people have got good money sense, that is something that I presume you encourage them to take into consideration. Yes, treat yourself, but just don't go overboard with that. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to debt, we keep each other accountable. He, he is... He is, he is scared of debt. And I think I like it. Mm. I think I'm not scared of debt. He is just terrified. He is just like, you can't owe anyone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you shouldn't owe anyone. You're going to be a slave to that person mm. <laughs> or that institution. You know, I'm not as terrified, but I think it sort of helps us balance things out. Like, for instance, uh, buying things like food and clothes and stuff like that are a no-go area. You know, if like um, buying it using debt, that is, is a no-go area. But of course, with big ticket items like a house or a car, then of course we would need to tap into that. But I think he's also helped me because I've, 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 I've been of the view that um, you can use, you can use debt and just, just pay it up. He's just like, no, if you don't have, you don't have, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> you wait. <laughs> You wait. What's wrong? Like you, you just wait. What's what's the problem? Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Oh. So sure. Hendy, you it. have given us so many nuggets. It's been great having this conversation with you. Yeah. Um, one of the questions we like to ask all our guests is, um, what are three nuggets that you would like to give our our listeners, um, around what we've been talking about today? three oh, I should have prepared you know and given you know hectic hectic okay. nuggets but... <laughs> we work off the cuff it's fine <laughs> <laughs> There's no right time. um yeah um okay so I think the first one um around um family because I mean I've picked up that this is about this is about the family structure <clears throat> is uh, the importance of having a family vision. So family vision, right? Very, very important. 
and having having a family vision right around definitely number one your finances definitely definitely your finances and around that what then um so your finances obviously underpin a whole lot of things and the three things that i want the three nuggets that i want to talk about in the area of finances is the importance of having a budget right very very important a lot of us have this vague idea that we make money and then we spend money and then we work we go back to the same to the to the, to the cycle but we don't we don't understand in detail how money works we don't understand in detail where our money goes and if we were to actually give yourself enough time to actually understand where your money goes you like where your money goes you'll actually start learning that there are a lot of there are a lot of wasteful expenditures in that in that mess if i can call it that so that's 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 one of the benefits of having a budget it can actually be a savings tool you can actually find areas in your bank statement that actually um reveal you know your your priorities you know when it comes to when it comes okay. to the area of your finances right so having a budget number 2 debt guys um and i'm going to quote i'm going to quote what my what my husband always says it's a proverb that talks about how if you are you you become slave to the lender if you're a borrower you become slave to to the lender i think I'm, i may not be quoting it correctly but yeah the, the point is when you are highly indebted right you become slave because i mean whether or not you've taken out debt for buying food or clothes or even a mortgage or a car the point is you have to pay that money back right and if we can try and limit you know our exposure to debt the better because i always ask my clients because my clients are are based in south africa and i always say if we were to just count we've got a debt landscape exercise that we do if we were to just count every line item that you owe like you're paying a personal loan you're paying this shop for those clothes da 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 if we were to just count right and sum up how much debt you have if you didn't have this debt what would you do with this money and the answers are always like i want i am going to save money i'm going to invest money and that's that's a great place but unfortunately before we resolve we can't even start the investment conversation before we resolve the debt situation and that's why i think the proverb says that it's you're a slave because you really really need to you really really need to save yourself from that so if you have debt start working on getting out of debt start working on reducing that debt significantly so that you have access to start building your financial future which is through investment vehicles which is the third thing so take care of your financial future right and that is through investing because again i'm going to quote another 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 proverb that it says a wise man leaves an inheritance for their children's children so we Ooh. always think we always mm-hmm. think of ah when my child because i i know when when for instance when i was in grade 12 so grade 12 is the end of high school in south africa uh most of my friends my 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 my, my white friends let me call it that all of them got cars and then once they were finished with university all of them got apartments from their parents and that's by design right that's it's not by accident it's by design and of course we can talk about advantages and but i don't want to go into that space but it's 
by design, right? I think a lot of us want to do good. We want to afford our children the things that we struggled to get. And I think that's a good thing, right? But actually, the point is to leave an inheritance, not for them, but for their children. And that's, that speaks to generational wealth. That speaks to building a financial future that's sustainable. That, that speaks to leaving a legacy. That speaks to building sustainable, sustainable, um, what do you call it, income generating businesses today. And even if it's not a business, just having, having stashes, having, um, what do you call it, safe houses where you are putting money away for, for, for the next generation because as a parent, you can't just eat for self. And, and, and it, it, it ties back to having, a, to, to having a, 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 a budget. If you don't have a budget, you don't have a sense of which money goes to savings and investments, which money goes to debt and which money goes to my living expenses, right? And if you're going to build a legacy, if you're going to build, start building generational wealth, you need to already have allocated a portion of your income to go towards savings and investments on a monthly basis. So in summary, budget, be careful of debt. Oh, I talk too much guys, wow. And the last thing, save and invest. <laughs> I love right. it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> I to myself and I'm like, what was the question again? <laughs> Listen, if we can see that it. your passion for your topic is coming through. Yeah. And you know something, when you were speaking, you you were giving me these beautiful pictures because when you mentioned about um, your um, debt landscape, straight away, mm. I could almost see a landscape. So I've seen the sort yeah. of charts and each different <laughs> element of debt was like a different spike. So it's like there's this landscape yes. in front of me. When you spoke yeah. about the safe houses exactly. and investments, again, you know, I've seen these exactly. little doors where all these little pockets of things are being stuck <laughs> <tucked> away. <laughs> yeah. All valuable information. Actually. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, ladies. Sure. So, this yeah, was, so you said we've got to have a family. This was vision. refreshing. This was so refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> If I've got this right, we've got to have a family vision overall, which I mean, being Roxanne, we're talking about vision. Vision is so important. But yeah, absolutely. Having a family vision, know what your budget is, your income and expenditure, limit your debt and invest in your financial future. And I think those are just three great nuggets um, for our listeners to tap into there. So thank you very much, Tende. And Roxanne, would you like to wrap up for us? Yes. So as Joe said, Tender, it has been a pleasure having you here with us and having this conversation. We could carry on for hours, no doubt, but, you know, we want to give you a rest. But, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll find means for the three of us to do something together again in the future because this has been so rich, this conversation, that I'm already getting ideas as to how we can help families on a bigger scale and just make this thing a common sense everyday kind of thinking and activity for people because it's so important and we want to see people thriving so you know I can't thank you enough for sharing your knowledge your experience with us and with our listeners and listeners if you've got any comments you want to make if you've got any questions you want us to share with Tender do email us at mumsfiguringitout at gmail.com We'd love to pass your comments or questions on to Tendo. And you never know, you may spark us to do 
another conversation where we go in depth with a particular area here because there's so much that we can come out of this and if we can all work together to ensure we've all got this financial wealth mindset and we create that generational wealth for our future generations can you imagine the kind of conversations they'll be having in years to come so for me i'm going to stop talking now and say Take care. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to catching up with you on the next one. Tendo, thank you so much. And Joe, over to you, ladies. And yes, to say your goodbyes. <laughs> well, I think you said it all. Tendo, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation. Um, and like Roxanne said, I feel that there are so many other things that can come out of this. This is just like an overview of, of um, so much more. So thanks again for joining us in this conversation. Oh, you're welcome, ladies. Um, when I took on the the call and I saw the time, I was like, oh my word, it's so late. But you know, when something really is 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 something of passion to you, I, I think when I speak about financial education and financial literacy, literally my I don't know if you saw my face just light up. I I love the space, I love empowering and equipping, and this has been very refreshing. It's late at night. Um I am almost, like I said, in the third trimester, but I'm, I'm exhausted, but I feel so refreshed after having this conversation. Thank you so much, ladies. And yeah, I'm looking forward to many more conversations with, with the moms on, on, on the platform. Yes. 